Welcome to the War and Beast podcast. We had a late cut. Damn it! I didn't know I was supposed to clap. <laughs> Welcome. Well, I think we'll be. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that was in mourning and now is not in mourning. I thought they were going to be in mourning, but we're not. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. I'm Kendall. I'm Kendall. Sorry, I'm not. I was. I for. I didn't know if I should say it. I guess I. I guess I should say that I'm Kendall. You say it every episode. Why would you think I, you didn't have to say it? Because we have a special guest. <laughs> Introduce yourself, you guest. <laughs> we do have a guest. And we. Yeah, but we usually go alphabetically, so I could see why. No, we don't. No, we, we don't. We you're, you're right. I was wrong. Close. It's just that I just. <laughs> Just let okay. me tell my the joke after we introduce Casey. <laughs> Casey, okay, introduce guys. yourself. Okay. This is a great episode, guys. <laughs> ten for ten on the start of this episode. Anyway, we have a guest this week who many people will be familiar with. <laughs> introduce yourself, would you like, Casey. Would you oh, like to introduce, to introduce yourself? myself now? I'm allowed? <laughs> Hi, I'm Casey. <laughs> And for those who are regular listeners, you will recognize Casey. Uh, she was on our uh, Code of Hero episode and also provides us with the news posts every week. So I another episode, too. I don't remember the name of the I episode. Say, I'm pretty sure I was on another one. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, though. Was some season one one. Whatever yes. knows, season uh-huh. one was the worst season. <laughs> so, so let me ask you guys, what did you think about watching this week's episode, the first ever episode that Michael Bay directed of Beast Wars? <laughs> what? There's explosions in it. There's, yeah. yeah, and it's also joyless, and the and the comedy seems out of place. <laughs> I was gonna say that it is an odd mashup of seriousness, seriousness and comedy. Yeah, um, but there's no jokes about underage dating or robots humping girls' legs. That's yeah, true. Or, or, true. Or test, federal testicles. Yeah, peeing on federal yeah. agents. <laughs> No, they got those jokes out last week. Um, so, on IMDb, aside from the fact that this is the first episode directed by Michael Bay, uh, the first the first full scene is, of course, an homage to the Frankenstein movies, with the lightning storm, Megatron acting as the evil scientist, Waspinator as Igor, and the newly born Dinobot 2 playing the part of Frankenstein's monster. 
Wait a minute. What did you call? What did you say? For Waspinator? Well, Waspinator. He's he's Igor, the character from Young Frankenstein. Yeah. I. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you were just mis- mispronouncing Igor. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will point point out that the TF Wiki does have a caption of uh of uh Waspinator at, saying uh Abby Normal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It's like, awesome. who spark did I use? Abby, someone. <laughs> Before Depth Charge emerges out of the healing chamber, in the close-up of the chamber's readout screen, the words, fuck you, F-F-U-C-K space Y-O-U, flash briefly, turned upside down and written in Cybertronics, Transformers writing. Wow, they really censored that. that yeah. they, they don't, didn't they just put in Cybertronics, it's upside down Cybertronics. I feel like, yeah. I feel like, there's a lot of upside down and backwards Cybertronics in this show. Oh, there probably is a ton. Like, like I feel like a lot of these, a lot of these uh, trivia things are, which, which, which brings brings to mind why. Like, if you have an alien language that you specifically took the time to create, why why are you, why are you putting this, your, why are you making it backwards? I was gonna say at this point, I think they realize people are actually translating it, and that's that was a problem. I, it's I not mean, really a problem. It's just freaking nerds translating it. They're not going to do anything. I mean, they could, <laughs> it's not like angry moms are translating it. It's just, it's just weird to me that it's like, I mean, the the thing is like, like if they if they do realize that they're translating it, then it wouldn't be that hard to you know to 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 turn it right side up if it was upside down or or make do a mirror image if it was backwards like. Like if somebody's taking the time to translate it, they what? can still translate it. Obviously, as we see in this trivia bit, it's just <laughs> I like the double F in this one. Uh-huh. Two Fs stacked vertically. Now the question Fuck is: you. the question is, is it is that correct, or is or was it just a typo in the IMDb trivia page? Who knows? I, I guess we'll. I really know. hope no, it's correct. I think, it's, I think it's, it's so funny to me to be like have it that as a as an Easter egg. Like fuck you. No, it's not a typo. The Fs are actually stacked on top of each other, so it's two vertically stacked Fs and then a Q. Okay. Okay. Um, it, uh, such uh, gags were quite guys. frequent in the cartoon. I think that's probably a message to whoever designed Optimal Optimus. <laughs> I, I mentioned it, too, that like they did that in, in a reboot as well with Binary. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they just said fuck you they all had, the time. They had, well, they had the hidden, hidden mature messages. Yeah. You know what? Just for all of this discussion, I'm gonna have to get that, and I'm gonna have to screen cap it. It's probably gonna. Oh, is I wonder if it was the red text. Uh, Man, it that was, flashes it was, really it was, fast. It was when um again it was when depth charge was coming out of a depth charge was coming out of a CR chamber. So yeah, I'm having to go like really really slow because I want to get a screen capture of that. For okay. In the meantime, episode. Jordan, what's going on on the TF wiki? Okay, so uh, by the way, talking about the the uh and reverse and stuff like that. It mentions that the top shot of the Predacon base, the ship is clearly mirrored. Uh, the the looking from the top left wing is a, is whole and right wing is broken. When in re- reality, the wings are reversed. It is shown par- uh, correctly in part two, however, the next episode basically. Mm. So maybe it was just an animation error that the text was upside down. Yeah, maybe. Uh, also, another a- animation technical error is Dinobot Two shoots his finger off, but is back by the time we see his hand again. Yes. Well, clearly he's just Wolverine. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got some continuity errors. Not except this one. They say is not an error per se, but compared to most of the other alien artifacts in the show, 
The transmetal driver is, is a complete mystery. No specifics are given about its origin, what its real purpose yeah. is, how Megatron found it, only that it creates transmetal 2 transformers. It's a MacGuffin at its most MacGuffinist. Yeah. Yeah, that just comes out of nowhere. There's no explanation <laughs> yeah. how it got it. Like, as a choice. Yeah, I, I remember watching this show as a kid, and when that came on, I was like, wait, where, where the hell did that come from? And even now, yeah. rewatching the episode, I'm going back in my head, and I'm like, where the hell did that come from? It, it's very strange in a show that's like been so continuity heavy already. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's weird that they just oversight. It's like, it's like last night I did, um, I guessed it on Technodrome Tales, and like, and in that show, I was surprised that there was continuity because I was not expecting it. But apparently, even that was messed up from what I understand. Go listen to that episode. Yes, and you'll hear <laughs> about uh, they not only had continuity errors in that episode, they had ethnicity errors in that episode. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> Maybe he got it in one of those like episodes that never got made or something. Maybe. That or maybe. I, I'm thinking it's either that or maybe it was some sort of technology that he pulled off from that flower ship that he tried to make into a weapon. Hmm. And it just never, it was just sort of never touched upon, maybe. That scene, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that one scene that we yeah. will make a comic about and, and for for a five-issue miniseries. Anyways, uh, Optimus uh, race Cheater for for putting the blank protoform at risk when, in double jeopardy, Optimus aimed at Waspinator when the latter was carrying a protoform with a spark. That's true. And then do finally, as for, I say, not as I do. <laughs> and finally, for continuity errors, how does the Maximal Scanner know the transmodal drive was altered by Megatron specifically? Yeah, another good question. <laughs> Maybe it could tell that there was some Predacon meddling in there, like some mm-hmm. Predacon code. It oh, recognized, no, it it Predacon, recognized it specifically the pre- Megatron said it was Megatron. <laughs> Maybe well, Megatron say, signs all of his code. Yeah, like, I made exactly. this. Didn't, yeah, wasn't, there an episode, wasn't there an episode where Tigertron like hacked into Megatron's system and it was like a big pic and it was like a big picture of a dinosaur head or something? It was his no, no. head. Yeah, it was, it was Megatron's head, and, he, and it was like kind of a Rubik's cube where it was like scrambled, and he had to re-scramble it. Yeah, so well, that's I mean, probably what. Scramble it rather. The, so, so the scanner saw the giant head of Megatron inside of the code, it's and like, it could oh, tell it was Megatron. Guess we know what happened here. <laughs> um, so, continuity notes: uh, Dinobot is a mishmash of different ingredients, uh, some of which made appearance earlier in the in the cartoon. Uh, most notably, he, he inc- incorporates half of Rampage's mutant spark, which um, Megatron got back in Bad Spark. The cells are probably from the same sample that he, uh, f- oh, sorry, he factored into the creation of Clone One in Double Dinobot. Mm-hmm. And the Stasis Pod is one of the many that fell out of orbit at, all the way back in Other Voices Part Two. Yeah. And then it mentions that Dinobot Two is Megatron's third attempt to clone his treacherous second in command. Yeah, he really likes Dinobot guys. <laughs> he really likes Dinobot. That's some underlying <laughs> issues. That's an interesting trivia. That would be like an interesting Beast Wars trivia question. Uh, what it, what attempt is is Dinobot two? Is he uh, Megatron's first attempt, second attempt, third attempt, or fourth attempt? And the trick is because it's Dinobot two, but it's his third attempt. <laughs> it is. Let's we'll, so remember that if we ever do a game show. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's a good. It'd yes. be a good. It'd that be a good, a good like good. sort of. Trivia, trivia question, trivia thing, yeah. 
the previous episodes established that Megatron has been working on transmuted Metal 2 technology for a while, with the Cyberraptors serving as prototypes for Dinobot 2. Um, it also mentions that Black Rania saves the transmetal device from the lava. For reasons. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, then we get uh, some listing of gadgets and powers. Uh, Jeff Defcharp has his scanners attuned to Rampage's spark and can display a sonar grid on his eyes. Which I was, wonder- I was wondering if the sonar grid was uh, facing for them or for him. Because that would seem weird either way. Like just suddenly you have that grid on your eye. Anyways, Cheetor uses a... <laughs> Cheetor uses a different gun here than his usual Cheetah head blaster. It actually looks like Optimal Optimus' otherwise unused rifle, but colored black. Uh, Dinobot houses his spark in a chamber from which he can torture Rampage like Megatron used to. It's not clear if he's immune to the pain that he's causing, or if he's just some kind of sadomasochist. Yeah, I I thought that was bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am Uh, surprised that he does that and does not show any, like pain himself or anything and and the the the, the gun by the way that the cheater uses that it got annoyed me because it looked like a sniper rifle and then he shoots it into a rocket and i'm like fuck, yeah. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> dinobot's laser eye can be, function as a searchlight look uh look emily not all of us are, are card-carrying <laughs> members of the nra like you we don't all know what the different kinds of guns are uh-huh yeah Emily's. do you think do you think guns like Shoot missiles a lot. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know that much about guns. I mean, I guess well, I guess technically, in the, in, the, in, in the basis form of what the, what the term missile means, I guess they do fire missiles, but because <laughs> uh, you could call a arrow look, a missile. Look, I look. I mean, I I'm sure I'm sure you know a lot that you get from your monthly NRA meetings that sure, we don't know. Yeah. No. See, I'm 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 not a gun girl. I'm a I'm a, I'm a bow girl. So that's not how it works. <laughs> Um, Rampage likewise possessed a flashlight on the barrel of his gun. Uh, Optimus Primal searches for Cheetor with a pair of binoculars scaled to his massive hands. So it's a very <laughs> big one. Um, then there's uh, there's one specific Transformers reference they call out. There is a subgrid near the Maximal Boast called Zarak. Uh, Zarak is the headmaster to a G1 Transformer by the name of Scorponok. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's, other, there's other types of Zarak, but that is probably the most notable one. Yes. Well, there was an upgraded version of Scorponok in the Japanese uh, Headmaster show, or was it the Headmaster's oh, yeah. one? The yeah, I think, I think so, yeah. It was one of those Japanese ones where he gets upgraded and he gets called Black Zarak. Okay, so... No, 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 it's, yeah, it's 1998, there was a Majin Zarak, the holy, go- holy shit going <laughs> to kill you monster from Beast Wars spe- Special Super Lifeform Transformers. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, Black Zarak was a Decepticon retool of Scorponok from Super God Master Force. Jeez. This uh, is all stuff that I did not know. Is it, was the Scorponok was in G1, too? Uh, yeah, there, no, was a Scor- there was a Scorponok, and it was spelled with a... I think there was more K's in his in that Scorponok's name. No, they were still spelled the same, actually. Oh, okay. The, the thing with the Scorponok in G1, you... you at least in the American side, it was introduced in the Headmasters uh, season, which was season yeah. four. And Scorponok was essentially like, um, you know, like Metroplex and Trypticon, right? I know Metroplex. Trypticon, okay. I assume, is similar. Yeah, Trypticon is the Trypticon one I think in like the video the... of where he's the big dinosaur that was eating all the Headmasters. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the to the point, Scorponok was like a giant. Uh, headmaster. Uh, so what you had was you had uh, Zarak, which was this small 
sort of humanoid being uh, who became the head of another robot I cannot remember the name of Scorpion. for the life. He just became the head of Scorpion. Okay. Yeah, um, bodies usually didn't have like a separate name. Oh, okay. Well, there's Cerebros for for um, Fortress Maximus. Jeez. No, that's Cerebro. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Scorponok was like a giant transforming uh, headmaster that had like a scorpion, scorpion form and a robot form. And I think it had a spaceship form as well. So, okay, right. so let me know now. Who, who else in this show is, is named after a G1? Is there a G1 Cheetor? Is there a G1 Rat Trap? <laughs> I didn't no. know about. No. Okay. I, no one else. Oh, I oh. don't. What about Silverbolt? Uh, there is a, There is a G1 Silverbolt. Oh yes. Okay, well. Yeah. He's one of the aerial bots. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, you need to get Casey back though. What happened to her? I am not sure. Did the dog. dog? She's dog sitting. Oh no. <laughs> shall, I, shall I move on to real world references while we wait to try and get Casey sure. back? Sure. Okay. Um. It all. Admit. In the real world references, it also mentions the uh, the Frankenstein parallels that Kendall did from I and the B, uh, and it's also in parentheses it says, "As Dinobot showed, Megatron is seemingly incapable of cloning Dinobot on sunny days with lots of butterflies." Uh, after grabbing the transmetal drive, Cheetor yells for Death Charge to go deep, a reference to American f- football. I remember that. <laughs> All right, and now we're getting into some of the the uh, the comedic motives that we we said were out of place. Uh, they're basically referencing a lot of the uh, Looney Tunes things. So, like, Quick Strike Scuffle with the Mysterious Monster is reminiscent of classic cartoon fights with the cowboy bot occasionally flying into the air and Megatron wincing at the the off-screen carnage. Uh, after getting swatted by the Cyber Beast, Megatron spins around and around, similar to the Tasmanian Devil of Looney Tunes. He plunges off a cliff shortly afterwards, uh, or his plunge off the cliff shortly after- afterwards is lifted straight out of a out of every Wiley cartoon, uh, Coyote cartoon ever. Yeah. And then as Megatron orders a retreat, uh, after falling off the cliff, taps can be heard. Um, I didn't notice Ca- that. Casey, yeah, you there? It's, it's real quick. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Yay, you're back. I wasn't sure if we were going for the inconspicuous don't mention it, or if we were going we already, for the... We already, we already mentioned it. We already mentioned it. Like, where'd Casey go? And I, and I, and I prosterized that you maybe were eaten by that dog you're watching. Oh, no, no, he's too, too, too tiny and cute. I know. I'm, I'm yeah, joking. I was just, Dogs once, are good. One second I'm saying about how Scorponok was a big boy, and another second... <laughs> Aw. Um, the story editors Bob Forward and Larry Dottillo worked various references to uh, to the online Transformers fandom into the uh, series. Optus mentions Grid's Darsurian and Sector Talories. Sorry if I'm saying those wrong. Uh, screen names of then contemporary fans, hmm. and cool. and uh, again, like much in the same vein that Bad Spark, you know the the uh, the uh, premiere. Yes, thank you. The premiere of Rampage, uh, and how it homaged various uh, slasher movies. This episode's toys with some of the cliches surrounding werewolves, the shadowy shots of the monster lurking around corners and slinking off uh, in silhouette are lifted off. Out of the movies such as American Werewolf in London and The Howling. And the beast snarling in the night is a cat themed variation of the traditional lycanthrop howling at the moon. I, I love that, by the way, because I love werewolf stuff. <laughs> so I was really down for that. So this is a Frankenstein monster and a werewolf movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez, all we need is, is uh, 
Dracula? Either The Mummy or Dracula or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and Universal Movies could have probably had some copyright infringement here. Funny you should mention that because we do have that question coming up. Oh, yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so do we have couple, more of this? There's, there's just a couple of trivia and that's about it. So okay. uh, this episode, alongside Part 2, has one of the precious few scenes with Primal in his optimal, uh, optimal body's beast mode. Yeah. Yes. We talked about how and that then, wasn't showing up a lot, so that was interesting. And then it's just asking, I, I where take, the I take back, they don't need to have him in beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that, like, 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 like TR, the, the, the show is reacting to the things we're saying. <laughs> uh, and then the trivia asks, where the hell did Cheater pull that gun from? It's almost as big as he is. Yeah. Uh, Death Charge, apparently apparently knew who the original Dinobot was at some point because the, he acknowledges that Dinobot 2 is some kind of clone. Or he listened to Megatron's monologue. Or someone told him about Dinobot. Who knows? Yeah, he read the files. Yeah. It's the Optimus being a stickler for, you know, doing everything by the book to- told them all about everything that happened. You know uh, what I think it is? I think that he probably went after last week was it? Yeah, last week's episode was the misogynist episode. Um, after, after last week, cause you remember specifically, they, they were like, they said, I don't know. I made some joke about black arachnia not going through maximal orientation. I don't yes. remember the exact context of it, but after, after whatever it was that triggered me saying that she needed to go through maximal orientation, uh, Optimus realized that, well, we've got a couple of new people. Let's get, let's have them go through, go through orientation, fill out their W2s. Everything that happened I'm in just between ma- episodes. Now I'm imagining uh, Death Charge and Silver Bowl crowded in one room filling out forms. Um, <laughs> this is the second and last episode of the series to feature Optimal Optimus' armored transport mode. Uh, yes. When he kind of limps off back to the base. That is a show uh, yeah. It seems like his least useful mode, to be yeah. honest. Because it's, like, it's a tank, but it's like his ship can do the same things functionally yeah. and it flies, so... Uh, there's actually another mention of Cybertron X besides the fuck you that comes that comes up on the uh, CR chamber. Say it like that. <laughs> the transmetal driver has Predacon flavor Cybertronics embossed on the on the edges. What they indicate about its origin is unclear, and it doesn't say what is tr- what tr- it translated is. So it might just be random letters. That and could then, be. And then finally, which I love this little bit here, even leather uh, levers do not like Waspinator. <laughs> also, if you're looking for the uh, fuck you part, it uh, says here it's in green, not red. Okay. Yeah, I think the, the you is in red. red. Okay. okay. The f- fuck is in green. <laughs> okay. Green and red. Good to colors. know. Because, you know, it if anything says it. fuck you, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've seen Jingle all the way. Ooh, I wish I hadn't seen it. I've seen Christmas at the Cranks. <laughs> actually haven't because it's a bad movie <laughs> anyway before we get to because that Christmas is my wife's favorite time of year and so I through osmosis has watched all of those anyway getting to the episode at hand um, we open up in a very mountainous uh, dark and foreboding area uh there's a lightning storm overhead as was alluded to earlier with our trivia and we've got waspinator uh who is flying a stasis pod that he's holding by a 
a pretty secure looking cord and he's got Megatron flying behind him. Uh, we then, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. They don't really say anything. They, they're just sort of flying around. We then cut the Cheetor who's flying and he's reporting to Optimus that he hasn't detected anything on his scanners and that maybe there was just some sort of a frequency flap, uh, from charged airwaves. Um, Optimus is like, no, it was a beacon. There's a stasis pod out here somewhere. Then, and Cheetor's like, well, then something must be jamming us. And Optimus is like, more like someone. And as if on cue, uh, Waspinator and Megatron appear on the scene right behind them. <laughs> I was honestly <laughs> expecting Megatron to do like he did last week and say, it was me. Yeah. That would great. This, this upcoming firefight that they have once Megatron shows up is so bad. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're just all standing and like firing at each other and like not moving at all and no one's <laughs> hitting missing. each other. Yeah, yeah. This is like it's every really dark and stormy. They can't see. This is like I mentioned before. Like I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's Energy or Cybertron that has it. But like every fight in that series, the one that I'm thinking of, is like this, and I I hate it. Yeah, I couldn't I, watch I'm that. I'm gonna show. say it's Energon. Energon was the worst animation ever so it probably was energon then but like it was it was just this all the time and i couldn't watch that show (laughs) i don't blame you it was a really bad show (laughs) yeah so i just want to say if anything says fuck you it's christmas it's definitely going to be one of the songs on my christmas album that i'm working on and also (laughs) um and also christmas and shit list totally rhyme (laughs) so just i guess i guess a little bit yeah do I get like a little bit of a credit on your album, on your Christmas album, for coming up with the name? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be for commercial release, so you know, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll, I'll credit you. Sure. Okay. Why not? Cool. If it was commercial, he wouldn't though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But yes. <laughs> Getting back to the episode. So yeah, we have Optimus is firing off his chest guns. He he literally has a light in the center of his guns that he could shine out. Which you know points to where he is shooting, and he is not using it right now. Um, both That's he and Megatron are just trouble. yeah. He and Megatron are just shooting wildly, and Cheetor's sort of like you know dodging enemy fire. This is Waspinator, well, so they're just sort of floating behind the I two thought, of them. Yeah, for a moment I thought like both Cheetor and Waspinator were like floating. They're like wondering like what what's going on? Why are what? Why are they shooting at each other and just missing? What's going? Yeah, <laughs> like they literally looked like they were just watching on in, in confusion. Yeah, because um, so Megatron finally hits Optimus, and he turns to Waspinator and tells Waspinator to protect the pod with his life, and emphasizes your life. <laughs> and then he's shot by Optimus, and so the firefight continues. Uh, Waspinator's hit with some stray fire and drops the pod. Uh, and then transforms to go after it. It sort of lands on the side of a cliff, and Cheetor goes after him. Uh, Waspinator manages to actually be somewhat useful in this fight and takes out Cheetor, uh, or at least initially takes out Cheetor with a shot. So already his accuracy is like way well, actually, above Megatron. I, I think Megatron might have hit Cheetor from behind while, yeah, he, was, while he was dodging. Waspinator was missing a lot, and Possible. then Megatron hits him. Yeah. But. Uh, so Cheetor manages to crash, and this is where we then get Cheetor pulling out this really ginormous gun. And upon second viewing, because uh, I'm just watching the episode as we're going along, that looks like the sniper rifle that Dinobot used in the premiere yeah. for season oh, two. It does. Oh. 
Yeah. But it's not a sniper rifle again. It's a rocket launcher, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because he takes aim at Waspinator uh, through the, uh, the the scope. And we then cut I think, I, I, think I had a moment when he pulls it out where I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? It's a rocket sniper rifle. He just rifle. rips it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's but, yeah. for sniping people with rockets. Yeah. Um, Optimus looks concerned. Cheetor fires the gun and launches a rocket, a very suggestive looking rocket in okay. some sense. Wow. Okay, dirty boy. I was gonna say it's it's just it's no more failing than any other rocket I've ever seen in my life. Well <laughs> Needless to say, Optimus is oh man, see, I'm torn now because it's either the Cybertronics or the face that Optimus makes upon seeing the rocket, because that face is really awkward. It's <laughs> it's like it almost looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy when you put oh, it in yeah. the Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much like, ooh, face. Because yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, no, and then, so, so you get oh, Waspinator. Face, if you yeah. will. Waspinator <laughs> literally flies past him. The rocket passes Waspinator, hits the cliff that Optimus is standing on, and explode so he goes falling Cheetor freaks out and goes after him he's like oh I fucked up <laughs> he's like Optimus and so Megatron and Waspinator you know make a getaway with their ill cotton gains um, we then return to Cheetor who finds Optimus buried under rubble and he's got some sparks shooting out um, we then go back to Megatron and Waspinator and when the hell did they get time to build this machine in between this episode and the last one. It's a little pet pod project, you know? A, a big pet project. The thing is probably, like, a good four stories high. There's a lot of time in between battles when you're bored during a war. I guess. <laughs> but, um, so, we we have the pod inside this device, uh, and we see our first indicator of the, uh, the transmetal driver, as we will come to find out. Um... Waspinator starts to open the door to yeah, the Yeah, and he's, he's very Igor-y. He's like, mm-hmm, yeah. yes, maybe he make a Let's all compete to do the best Waspinator impression. <laughs> I already oh, want Waspinator impersonating Igor. <laughs> oh, it was a pretty good. It was pretty good. Like, yeah. that was this, was... this was the best scene in the episode. Oh, this scene was <laughs> great, especially with... Megatron's monologuing. Yes. Um, we we cut back to to Cheetor, who's trying to dig Optimus out. He's like, "Hang on, Big Bot. I'll give him." He's like, "I'll save you." And uh, <laughs> so, as he's tossing rocks, we then see a glowing disc shot out and hits the rubble and sends Cheetor flying. <laughs> to which Cheetor responds with, "Hey, watch what the power pizzas." Clearly uh, indicating that Cheetor is a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and remembers the Pizza Blaster toy. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I never. <laughs> I had, had that toy. I didn't. It was I had, noisy. I, I, I had the um, the van, which had one. It fired pizzas too. Mm-hmm. And I was too young to be around when those toys were a thing. If you want to hear about <laughs> my history with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys, listen to Technodrome Tales on the Geeks Worldwide Podcast Network. Or. Technodrometales.com. What about Kendallcast.ninja? Oh, Kendallcast.ninja, too. I was... Yeah, that, too. <laughs> Sorry, I'm um, starting cup of coffee number seven. I should be good at it. <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. That's a lot. <laughs> anyway, so we've got Depth Charge on the scene. And they ask what he's doing here, and he reports that he was tracking X's spark, uh, and that his he's tuned his scanners to to track it. Um, he go he transforms and goes flying off to go find it, and Optus like, wait, you are not to engage them without backup. Do you hear me? <laughs> to which you know that charge is like probably under charge. Don't like, give a fuck. <laughs> Optimus Deep. is so ineffectual when he tries to boss around Death Charge. Yeah. Even the CR ch- chamber knows that Death Charge doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, we then get Cheetah who says, oh, Big Water Bat totally shined you. And to which Optimus responds with, seems to be a trend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, begins to scold Cheetor be- for putting the uh, protoform at risk. To which Cheetor's like, uh, well, one, it's a blank. So even if Meg is able to fire it up, it's just going to be a Predacon anyway. But uh, Ops is like, I can see how that might make sense, but right now, Cheetor, it's innocent. So, it's pure. You know, you know, I was thinking, uh, you said that previously Optimus, um, Optimus uh, did shoot at a, at a blank protoform or shot a no, Blastinator carrying a blank pro- protoform. Um, no, and, a protoform and, with, a, with a spark with in a, it. Or with a spark, yeah, whatever. Previously, he was he was okay with shooting an innocent protoform, and now he's against it. I think what happened was somewhere in between then and now, um, Optimus found Jesus, and so he is he's now become pro life. He was pro choice well, before. Oh Jesus! Don't, don't, I mean, well, I'm just, he has been born again quite a few times. I'm just, I'm just gonna like <laughs> say like I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore the real the the the, the, the comparison you made and just talk about how like. Optimus does get like progressively more pacifist as the story goes on in these machines, so it might be like an allusion to that. Yeah, that's it certainly be possible. His, maybe his time with uh, hanging out with uh, Silver Bolt and uh, Transmutate, maybe that made him think about why. Or maybe he like he like joined a bit up with Optimus Prime, and like <laughs> even though Prime was wasn't exactly a pacifist either, I guess. Nah, having an yeah, extra hand doesn't Bolt, yeah. really make you much. No, of I think hanging out with Silverbolt, just having him like every five minutes, Silverbolt's like, "I used to be a Predacon. I used to be a Predacon." Eventually, it started mm-hmm. to rub off on him. <laughs> Silverbolt, you were a Predacon for five seconds. Yeah, I, know, right? I love that so much, fucking Silverbolt. But he just constantly <laughs> was saying that. Like, remember, I was a Predacon. Well, like, he was constantly saying that. I mean, he hasn't yeah. said it in yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. It's kind of like. It's like it's, it's so, like when you like you're the one person who remembers that one thing you did that was bad, and you beat yourself up for it a lot, even though nobody else remembers it. Well, it's like um, shit. it's but like it's like life. I know somebody oh, that, sure who um the Funny. one fast food job she had she, was Wendy's. She worked for like two months there so that she could buy a TV, and <laughs> so now she so like now like anytime she goes to a fast food restaurant and they make her sandwich less than perfect, she's like. When I worked at Wendy's, I would have never done anything like this. You have to make sure that you taste every condiment and every bite. That's how I was trained by my manager. It's like, what? <laughs> you were there for two months. Exactly. You don't know the hell yeah, that yeah, is working. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is the Silver Bolt's a poser. <laughs> he is. He, he is. is. He does like to pose. Yes, with trumpets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He likes to vote. That's two that you've got this episode, Jordan. I, I, w- I want to see Silver Bolt doing a JoJo pose now. 
Anyway, getting back to the episode. Um, we got Optimus who uh, announces that he's going to return to base for repairs, and this is the last time that we see him transform into his sort of tank mode. Uh, and it looks pretty rough. Like He's not having a good time yeah. with it. The transformation yeah, is not very smooth. Yeah, and Cheetor looks kind of worried about him too. But uh, So Optimus goes driving off. Cheetor is having none of it because uh, specifically says uninstall that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like backup, uninstall that. Um, no matter what some people may think, this cat can handle a situation. Um, which you know He's that always being leads an to good things. Team. Yeah, we'll yeah. save it. Like at least that's what's leading in from last episode, where he's like yeah. he's trying to like mm-hmm. prove himself. Exactly. Yeah. So we cut back to Megatron and Waspinator. Uh, he starts ordering Waspinator to uh, to prepare things. Uh, he has him inject the clone cells into the protoform, which is horrifying. Uh, because what happens is the the door to oh, God. the, the <laughs> razor spider legs on the side. Yeah, like and claw things and the by giant ones too, and they yeah. literally stab them into the protoform. Yeah. And then we start getting a reaction. The protoform sort of starts spasming and whatnot. Um, then Megatron has him, has Waspinator install the transmetal driver. So, yes, master. And all this time, Waspinator is sort of like on this floating sort of pedestal, I guess you could say. Yeah, they have this lying around. Yeah. And uh, so. Thankfully, nowhere near any active lava. Yeah. Um,. So, Waspinator installs this into the giant machine that they're working with. Uh, and then we get Megatron walking up to the protoform, and he says, And now I bequeath you half a spark, the very core of a nightmare. And so, the the protoform, we get like this sort of plasma energy sort of tendril that like snakes out and snatches the spark away from him. And he's like, ah, oh, hungry for life, yes. Um, so we then get an exchange between the two of them where uh, Megatron tells Waspinator to stand by, and Waspinator seems to be, you know, getting pretty, you know, antsy about it. Wasp? Um, yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Um, we have, like, the literal little antenna that shoots up from the top of the machine with the big metal ball on the end of it. Uh and lightning starts to strike it, and Waspinator's like, uh, the machine's online, and we then get a little monologue from Megatron. Was this monologue from something? Because he, he's... It I'm sounds sure. like it would be, but I, yeah. if it was, wouldn't it be in trivia? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, things would have quote, like mentioned it, but I, I don't think, remember. Well, to, to be fair, there were there have been like Shakespeare quotes that were not in trivia. What does he say yeah. specifically? From the Tempest Fury, the spark ignites. Yeah. From the Tempest Fury, the spark ignites. Desire, new life. Transmetal, two life. Ah, oh, yes. I like how that two is both a number two and, like, the the, the word two. <laughs> Transmetal, two great. life. In fact, the, the subtitles that I'm using have it as a, as a Roman numeral two. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, so we get some more um, lightning hitting the machine, and then there's a big flash of light, uh, and we get our introduction to the brand new Transmetal 2 Dinobot. Uh, he's 
beast form is kind of a mess that I don't the, really like. The thing that I did like, um, because the very first thing that we see of the, this new Dinobot is as he exits the the pod, uh, you hear his nails clank on the yeah, metal. The accented na- uh, like talons are cool. Yeah. It's yeah. just like the rest of it's kind of a mess. And so it sucks because I really like the design of like the the cool. um, well, no, of of the ones we got last episode. Mm-hmm. Those are really cool, like a yeah. cyborgy looking uh, raptor thing. Well, this is very much like I, mean, I think it's his teeth the most that are just kind of like ran- and I guess it's supposed to be look kind of monstrous and stuff. But like, yeah, I, I just I don't like this design as much as uh, the cyber raptors. His robot form is pretty cool though. Yeah, I think it works better with the toy because instead of being that shiny metal, they go with a white to more emphasize the obvious skeletal motif. Yeah, like it's oh, a bone. Yeah. I I have I actually have that. Toy. Oh, so he's kind of like Skullgreymon. Bone white. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He's the of Dinobots. They force yeah. they force fed him those those uh, genetic that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. So, so of uh, it's nothing. It's not a quote. I don't think it's a quote from anything or a paraphrase or anything. Uh, okay. There is. They talk about fury in the Tempest by Shakespeare. Yeah, um, that was why I was thinking if it was Shakespearean, it might be from The Tempest. But yeah, I, I think it's just supposed to sound much. Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which definitely is a thing that happened. And The mm-hmm. Tempest Fury is like a thing that shows up in. There's a video game that it shows up in, so I'm sure that it's like a thing. But Tempest Fugate uh, is the a video show, game. Isn't it? I wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot. What about <laughs> Clock King? Tempest Fugate isn't that his? Uh, isn't that the from the animated series? Well, his name is Temple Fugit, which is a play on oh, Tempest okay. Fugit, which yeah. is okay. a thing, like is a okay. is a time-related Latin word Phrase. thing. It's okay. not, this is not but that. I'm at yeah. least glad you looked up things, because the only, the only quote I was looking up was the, uh, you, you are not so very, you're one of those kung fu creatures on the rampage too. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that's what I heard when you were talking about two and two, uh, Emily, because that's that's that that same joke was used in the in Garfield and Friends. Gotcha. So and you like that Garfield and Friends? You linked the Garfield and Friends video to someone today. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> so we we get Megatron who um, with Dinobot two is like ah welcome to a new body, a new mind, a new allegiance to the Predacons. Uh, Waspinator uh, is sort of hiding behind Megatron's legs and is like, Waspinator really is not like new thing. lizard bot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and really right after he, it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he cowers a bit more and then we get uh, Death Charge sort of announce himself and he's like, yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. Um so Megatron, but then I'm not crazy about any of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Megatron orders the new Dinobot to sort of test his metal, so to speak. Um, it's trans metal too. He winks. He's like wink. He doesn't actually. Do yeah. That, but I saw. Um, and we get a. Initially, Depth Charge is like, oh, and I think I was wondering who to shoot first. And Dinobot launches himself into Depth Charge, and it's almost like a. Liu Kang bicycle kick from Mortal oh, Kombat. Oh, totally yeah. is that. <laughs> yeah, it just sparks flying everywhere. It's pretty great. I was like, yeah. holy shit! <laughs> yeah, and he manages to, to knock Depth Charge down and is sort of on top of him and Depth Charge is like, your spark, it stinks of rampage. Um, and Megatron's like, Sorry, perhaps. He does not have a nose. 
Yeah. He's like, but it is the spark that keeps on sparking, unlike yours. And then he's like, Dinobot, you may start the feast. Um, and then we get Cheetor plays on the off scene. Of- yeah, he's like, hey, let me add some hot Cheetor pepper to spice things up. And he manages to get Dinobot off of Depth Charge. Um, it, you know, fires Megatron a bit. And this is where we see some of that comedy that was sort of alluded to earlier that sort of doesn't fit all that well into the episode because Megatron is sort of like striking these poses as Cheetor is firing at him and then gets sort of blown away. Um, it's a little weird. Um, I mean, I, I didn't even think it was a comedy thing. I thought he was just dodging, but I mean, I guess, yeah. yeah. It just seemed a little wacky for my na- for my taste. Gotcha. Um, but Cheetor gets... Yeah. Um, Cheetor gets knocked in behind some rocks with Depth Charge, and he's like, Dino, is that Dinobot? And that's when we get Depth Charge saying some kind of clone transmetallized with that alien unit. And Cheetor's like, well, now there's some technology in the wrong hands. Uh, so we get Dino. Do let me oh, just sorry. interject here, because I was, yep. I was fact checking myself, and I did not find the, I was unable to confirm. Um, so, Hot Cheetor Pepper. Uh, made me think of flaming hot Cheeto- Cheetos. It's a shame that he didn't say flaming hot Cheetor Cheetors. Uh, and well, that's a lot more chase than what it made me think of. Just canine peppers from the game Corruption of Champions. But uh, but I oh, I couldn't tell. Me. Yeah, I, oh, <laughs> no, no. I was unable to confirm whether this predates flaming hot Cheetos. I believe that it does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does, Ken. Yeah. See, I, was, I was imagining just like a Cheetor in his in his uh, in his beast mode, flying off like like graphically on the on a Cheeto's bag, flying off as as in a ball of flame. But which one <laughs> of us is going? Which one of us is going to write the very saucy, self sessed fic, flaming hot Cheetors? <laughs> Why does it have to be a self sessed? <laughs> because it's Cheetors. It's plural. The Cheeto Cheetor on Cheetor action. With Cheetor watching. Why is it plural? <laughs> You say plural because I mean, like it could just be it could just be Cheetor with another character. I imagine. Anyway, they just happen to have the same name. We've established that some Transformers have the same name. <laughs> I mean, that is true. I mean, like I shipped Cheetor and, and Megatron together in season one, but it hasn't really been a thing in in, in, in later seasons. So I don't know who I ship them with now. We'll see. Definitely not Black Arachnia because no. I don't like that at all. <laughs> so Dinobot transforms and looks pretty messed up. If we thought his his dinosaur form was weird, his robot form is out there, too. Well, and I, can, I like this one, though, because, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, he's got a tail, he's got these like, claw things. Like, I, I like I like this. I don't know, but his robot form is a little... one eye and the one weird eye. Yeah, it's almost like a Borg eye implant on his left eye. Yeah. Um, and he... And there's a red sort of. It's not a laser beam. It's it's sort of like a like those sort of laser, laser pointers. Pointer. Yeah, think, it's like it's like, um, it's like a laser like sight. A board, again. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it reminded and, me what it reminded me of, and this is probably you know same same era, same style and stuff. It reminded me of uh, of Deadshot from Batman. Oh uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. That's that's yeah. another one. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And also yeah. and also Deathstroke, but I think that's just because I get Deadshot and Deathstroke mixed up. Um, yeah. Like their designs. <laughs> yeah. um, also, I think I wasn't paying attention earlier. Uh, I actually like uh, across the board. I like Dino Dinobots 2's design. 
Oh, as far yeah, as the trans metal is concerned, I am like I mean I don't like trans metals, but if I like to trans metal, like he's as good as he's as good as Cheetor. Uh, you see, he's not a trans metal. He's a trans metal too, which you'll like because he doesn't have a vehicle mode. No, oh, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. He doesn't have a third <laughs> form. Yeah, yeah, that might be a thing with trans metal twos, and it's interesting. But they, yeah, well, is he the is he the first trans metal two? Yes. Okay, well then I like all of the Transmetal 2s that have been introduced, so I think Casey may be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with his little laser pointer eye, he, he points it at his hand. Shoots and his own hear, finger yeah, off. Yeah, we hear a charging sound and it shoots his own finger off, to which he's kind of surprised. I hate it when um, that happens. <laughs> yeah. um, which is okay, because, you know, next scene, it literally is back, so it's not like he was really missing it anyway. Um the the two depth charge and Cheetor try and remain behind cover, but uh, Dinobot manages to blow up the rocks with his laser eye. Um, that's when Cheetor gets the bright idea to hop onto the pedestal that Waspinator was on. <laughs> that was weird. And he he starts floating around, and he manages to knock over Dinobot. Uh, he grabs the transmetal driver and tells depth charge to go long, and then throws it to him. Uh, after which Megatron is pissed off and shoots Cheetor into the machine where the transmetal driver had just been. And we get... And this escalates very quickly. Yeah, and we get this, like, horrid sound from Cheetor where he's yelling and writhing in pain. And then it cuts to the Dinobot and then Megatron and then Depth Charge who sort of buries his head under his hands, or into his hands, rather, because there's an explosion that goes off. It really messes up Depth Charge. Like, he's got some battle damage. Messes up everybody, I imagine, yeah. but yes. And Especially it, Cheetor. Yeah, cause, and speaking of which, because Depth Charge is pelted with some debris from the explosion, and part of the debris is part of Cheetor's chest. Uh-huh. Uh, he manages to pick it up, and he's still got the, the transmetal driver, and he's like... Cheetor, and we then cut back to to Optimus, who is working on fixing one of his feet. Uh, Rhinox is reports that they can't get in contact with anybody, and that it's probably the he's like communications are still shut down, and he's like your systems are not much better. You're not in a condition to pick a fight. To which Optimus is like, fight's been picked. Um, Yeah, it was pretty cool. we then get Depth Charge, who flies in, and he is like, where's Cheetor? Um, and then in the most sensitive play that uh, Depth Charge can make, he just throws a body part of Cheetor's at yeah. Optimus. Yeah, he, he literally takes out the piece that he was just pelted with, tosses it to Optimus, and says, Cat was tough. He went out fighting. That's the only explanation he offers and walks in. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, lots happened. Explain to them about Dinobot. Like, come on, yeah. shit's going on. <laughs> um, He's dealing with grief. He felt bad for Cheetor. Yeah, yeah but do your report, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> yeah. um, so he walks past Optimus and Rhinox to go inside. very upset. Yeah, he looks like just completely stunned at this point. Um Depth charge inside, he sort of hops off of a ledge to go to where there's some scanning equipment and gets the, the transmetal driver scanned. Um, he's like, function scan, all variables. 
the computer's like data unknown, devices of alien manufacturer, though he's able to tell that the functions have been altered by Megatron, to which we're still like, well, how? Um, he left a message in the source code, like in those like old yeah. school games. He was like saying, hey, if you read this, fuck you or something. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think honestly, I think that there are like, if somebody messes with stuff, there are, I don't know that much about what? computer stuff, but you can tell, like, the, on TV shows, they're the always like, I recognize you're hacking. No, see, I, I understand it. Yeah, I mean, there's, for some some things, there are that. I mean, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure some movies have done things like that. Like, they can tell, oh, but from, from the style of this, I can guess where... Who's who? What kind of group is doing the hacking, or what? Blah 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 blah. You know. And I mean, uh, so I mean, so I mean, like, there's, there's, I'm sure there's certain ways that there is. I'm just, it's, I'm, I guess it's just surprising that the computer has all known mm-hmm. ways that Megatron messes with technology. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. for for the, and I mean, it's not like Megatron was trying to hide his tracks. I mean, for all we know, it has like Windows <laughs> 3.1 installed on it, and that's what all Predacons run off of, as opposed to like, you know, uh. Linux? Maximals uh, run off of uh, Windows 95. <laughs> Don't they be using uh, Apple products because they're Mac Simmels? Ah. Uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> I thought I was the one with the bad jokes on this show. Mom jokes. Well, uh, <laughs> but yes, so uh, depth chart, we. We sort of get a view of the front of Death Charge, and we sort of see over his shoulder that Black Arachne is sort of spying on him a little bit. Um, the device makes mention that the uh, with this particular device that the transmetal qualities have been enhanced beyond known parameters, and to which Depth Charge is like, has it now? So he snatches it off the scanner, starts walking to a lava pit, and just sort of tosses it. And he's like, never again, Megatron. Um, Black Arachnid dies after it and manages it to rescue it before it Yoink. makes contact with the lava. Uh, very Mission Impossible-esque type of uh, dive here. This is the second um, episode in a row that Black Arachnia has one of those like very like spider-jumpy things. I like it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, we, we then cut back outside to uh, Optimus and Rhinox. Uh, Optimus, of course, is sort of beating himself up a bit. Uh, saying that it's his fault and that he was rough on him, and because of that, he Cheater felt like he had to try and prove something. Um, Rhinox tries to, you know, reassure him a little bit. He's like, "Don't give up hope. I'll try and get the long-range scanners online." Um, we then cut to Cheater, surprisingly enough, who is very, very damaged. Uh, Relatively well off compared to what happened, though. Yeah. Um, we can see like the piece of his chest that was blown off. Um, he's got some sparks me, coming very, out of him. He's clearly badly damaged and dying. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's missing um, half of his face, his Cheetor face, Cheetah face, I should say. Yeah. Um, not his robot face. Yeah. Um, he he sort of kneels down and seems to be in a bit of pain, and we see this green glow that's coming out of his knee. Uh, from there, it then cuts back to uh, the dark side rather and we've got uh, Megatron taking an Energon bath and the Here's return the dark of, side yep <laughs> and the the return of the rubber ducky yeah I saw, I saw you guys talk about that on 
on Monday, and I'm like, where does it show up? I didn't notice that, but I can't. Yeah. How could you miss it? I mean, you know, it went by pretty fast. <laughs> um, we, we've we got uh, Rampage and Dinobot both in the room with him. Rampage is pissed. Uh, yeah. He's like, you gave this my half of my spark? Um, he's like, I'll rip it from his chest and restore it within me. Uh, we get a bit of a face-off between the two of them. And then Dinobot opens up his chest and we see the, the core of Rampage's spark with a bunch of like electrodes and wires attached to it. And Dinobot has this grin, like this very evil grin as Rampage starts to experience like an energon surge in his body. Um, very similar effect to like any time Megatron would squeeze his spark with the little, you know, Big Mac box that he had it in. <laughs> um, <laughs> to which um, Megatron um, says, oh, well, as you can see, it's not going to be that easy. He's like, besides, only I have the technical knowledge to accomplish such a fusion. So for now, you must share. Um, and I think it's kind of like uh, w- w- one thing I t- about Rampage here. It's like, dude, follow your own credits there with the whole like ignore the pain. It's only going to get worse thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking fight through and rip it out of the chest. Like, whatever, dude. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> one interesting thing I wanted to point out is that on that... Uh, Transmetal 2 Dinobot toy, that chest actually does have a flip-open part that mm-hmm. does Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. cool! I know, By so I way. think that's pretty cool. Also, if uh, in raptor cool. form, it's basically the top of its head. Yeah. It flips open. Yes. So, Megatron uh, orders Dinobot 2 on a mission to retrieve the, the Transmetal driver from Depth Charge. Uh, Rampage sort of gives a little bit of a cackle, and this is where we then cut to the CR chamber and the fuck you from the machine. <laughs> um, depth charge exits out of it, you know, looking all shiny and repaired. So, so now that Greg has said that, I just want to observe that all five of us have used the F word this episode. Good thing I put <laughs> yeah. that check mark in that explicit content box. It's just interesting because usually, usually me, Jordan, and Greg don't really use a lot of profanity. So it's just interesting to hear. Wow! To hear. Wow! Hold on. Hold on. No, I mean, I mean, you do, uh, you do use profanity. It's a, it's fine, but like, it's Apparently just it's like only me though. Is what you're saying? I mean, I think yeah. Think <laughs> but, I mean, not not wow. that that's a not that that's a call out. It's just it's just interesting, especially jo- hearing Jordan and Greg because they don't usually use a lot of profanity. It's interesting hearing people that don't swear a lot uh, use use a lot. Of, it's sort of like when you listen to the episodes of Technodrome Tales that you're on and not hearing you swear. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting thing. I you know. Just I did, I, I accidentally said like. I think I might have said shit in the episode last night. I felt uh, bad about it. Oh, it's not a cuss word. I mean, it's... I don't remember what I said. It might have been shit. It might have been something else. I think I said crap, and then later on you guys said crap. So like, okay, well, that's okay. But I said something else, too. I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, we're not... I mean, it's... You know, we, we, we just... You know, it's 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 fine. You were fine. I didn't... I would have... I would have noticed if, uh, if, it was, if it was bad. And you know what? Brad actually edits that show, so... Oh, it's, if there it's was live, so I thought he didn't. Oh, well, it's it's, it's live, and he edits um, it and posts it. Gotcha. So. Well, the, yeah, I thought the YouTube stuff was the The YouTube live stuff is live, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so so if if we had any three-year-olds watching, okay. 
watching the YouTube feed at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday <laughs> night or Tuesday night. I would just like to say that we haven't been saying fuck. We've been saying fuck. It's, <laughs> it's a very important distinction. I, oh, yeah, yes. it's just also also fuck you, Kendall. <laughs> okay. Kidding, I was no. not. I just wasn't trying to call you out. I mean, it's I know, just it's, it's just interesting. Joke, I know. It's I'm. Just... Why isn't this coffee working? <laughs> I, I do think it's funny that like the girl on the podcast is the one with the bad mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But yes. So yes, I'm a girl. Uh, yes, I cuss. To be fair, exactly. also to be fair, I believe that in the very first episode, I was the first one to use a swear word. Because yes. I, I think I specifically said, like, it's nice being on a podcast where we can say fuck all the time. <laughs> That's true. And I was like, well, it's a good thing I put the check mark next to explicit content for everyone. So, so I'll, I'll take that. But it's just, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Observations and whatnot. Let's get back mm. on track. So, yeah. Um, Depth Charge uh, is alerted by his onboard computer that uh, Rampage's Spark is nearby. Uh, and that's well, where we get the reference to subgrid Zarek, and that it's tracking. Um, we then get him sort of outside the base, looking around. It's sort of very dark and rocky, and we see Dinobot's silhouette sort of running around behind him. And we then cut over his shoulder and <laughs> right Dinobot's like, commercial yeah. Break, yeah, we we <laughs> get Dinobot sort of like you know springing out and snarling. But and it's funny because he's got his hands up like, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> like, surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, man. See, there, I swore again. There you go, Kendall. <laughs> um, so, we would have cut back from a commercial break and we the screen is green. And the reason that it's green is because... Songs. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Optus is using his Kryptonian binoculars that are sized for his hands. Um, he's scanning for, for Cheetor, and he radios into to Rhinox saying that grid darts are in complete. Uh, no sign of Cheetor or the new Dinobot. You know, uh, Optimus' eyes are green, so is it the binoculars or just his vision that we're seeing through? Good question. Could be Actually, eye. honestly, you know what? If it's, I don't remember this part of the episode, but if it's green, I mean, it's fucking dark this whole episode. So maybe it's just night vision. Oh, oh yeah. that could be too. Yeah. Um, Optimus does hear a bit of a, a sort of a, a growl or, wow, or wow. Uh, <laughs> off in the distance as he transforms into his jet mode and goes flying off. Um, we then cut to Death Charge, who is. Uh, bound with the same sort of energy restraints that Megatron had uh, yeah, back when uh, Ravage managed to, uh, to, to capture him. Uh, Dinobot uh, demands that he tell him where, or to give him the transmetal driver, to which Death Charge is very naturally like, don't have it. <laughs> I love Death Charge so much. <laughs> and Dinobot's like, well, that's too bad for you. Um, it's, uh, and so he transforms and, you know, is very ominously hovering. Um, I think it's revealed that, like, every other Decepticon's here, too. Yeah, because Megatron appears. He's like, the other equipment has been salvaged, but you took the alien transmetal unit. Where is it? That's not and, Inferno. Uh, or, um, Inferno was missing from last track. episode, too. That's true. Yeah, he didn't make an appearance last episode He's either. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Depp turns his response is like, uh, it's gone. He's like, ain't that a kick in the lug nuts? Oh no, wait, Quick Strike is here because he's like, huh, snooty little flounder. Quick Strike's here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Quick yeah. Strike's here. Quick's he, here. He, has a, he, yeah. he gets beat up later. Yeah. I think yeah. you like, know what I think happened. I think whoever wrote this episode and last week's episode, uh, like it was a they just they missed the first few episodes of this season. They just saw the end of last season, so they thought that Inferno <laughs> was dead. That uh, could be. <laughs> um, Quick Strike wants he's like, let me get him for you, boss. And then Rampage is like, no, he's mine. I shall feast upon his still pulsating spark. And then he does like a bit of a Hannibal Lecter sort of yeah. slurpy sound. Um, Rampage has no chill. Maybe like ah, uh, Rampage. Yeah. Um, they then all hear a another roar, and uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember. Do we then? I think it's then that we we cut to to this new this, this new beast. Yes, it's sort of off in the shadows, hiding under a tree with these red glowing eyes. It's a development out of yeah. nowhere. It's a a cat like being, um, and sort of stalking. The, the Predacons now as uh, as moving around a bit. Uh, we get a bit of a close-up and you see that it looks very transmetal sort of um, and it's kind of like, it almost looks like tattoos on the face, like the way that the circuitry is, is on its face. It's kind of cool. Um, we then cut to like a point of view shot of this creature attacking the Predacons um, manages to knock most of them down. Dinobot and Depth Charge sort of give each other a, a bit of a, a what the hell look, and then just watch like, as uh, couches out like some scratches on Megatron's uh, left side there too. Yeah, because he's got some sparks shooting out of his chest. Um, Quick Strike is like, uh, I don't know, boss, some kind of ghost maybe, or it will be when I'm done with it. And he's like, here comes the poison. Jumps over a rock, <laughs> and we we hear like you know that sort of cat sound that you get a lot of times when you hear like a cat screaming and fighting is like very, very yeah, yeah. yeah. Eat them up. If yeah. it wasn't behind a if it wasn't behind a rock, you almost expect it to be a, a large cloud. Yeah, two of them just like and limbs flying everywhere. Yeah, we we do see like some of like the energy bolts from quick strikes gun shooting off in all directions. The two of them roll around on the ground a bit from behind the rock. And then, uh, we then see quick strike flung up into the air, then lands. And then his arm, uh, appears from behind the rock with his body. His not attached. Arm. Yeah. And its mouth drops open and one of its teeth falls out. <laughs> and depth charge is watching is like uh okay i'm i'm the one tied up here i'm not happy about this <laughs> and so the other product we then get uh rampage with his big gun with a flashlight dinobots like scanning around with his eye they're all sort of freaking out a bit and this new character is sort of like running behind the rocks and trees so it's very horror movie-esque in a sense uh and then it charges at them and the Rampage and Dinobot are both shooting at it, and it's moving so fast that they can't hit it. It manages to knock over Megatron, and then Rampage and Dinobot, in true cartoonish fashion, because they were so just focused on the task at hand, are turning as they're shooting and manage to shoot one another off of the cliff and launch each other into the air. They so, fly real far. Yeah. So Team Rampage and Dinobot is blasting off again. 
Uh, <laughs> team Rampage, really, because I mean, yeah. they're both Rampage. <laughs> True enough. You're not wrong. Um, we then get Waspinator, who finally appears on the scene. He's, you know, buzzing around. Um, Waspinator what... finally has made it to the scene, and he's just there in time. Yeah. <laughs> like, hi, Megatron. And then, and then Megatron blasts him. And he goes flying off, to which Megatron shakes his head. It's like, ah, uh, And then... And he leaves his wings behind. Yeah. And then Megatron is attacked from behind and starts spinning, like, the Tasmanian Devil because his that, gun is implanted into the ground. That was the worst... That was the worst thing in this episode. Like... Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, I was like, why? It gives a little bit of that sound effect, too, doesn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. And then he he's off the cliff and he stops spinning and his jaw is sort of slack as he realizes he's going to fall yet. I don't know why he's going to fall because he's literally got jets on his back. Um, but he falls and crashes into the ground. Yeah, it's uh, very wild. Coyote. And like, I'm like, it's kind of sucks because like, this is kind of a badass scene without the slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. it's like... Mm. It's very out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he orders a retreat. All those werewolf movies that like had Looney Tunes physics. Yeah. He he orders a retreat, and then we cut back to Depth Charge as he hears this cat uh, around him. He's sort of like looking all over the place. It's not like he can really do anything because he's still tied up. Um, and so Cheetor is sort of stalking in on him a bit. Uh, he comes out from behind a rock and we see his red glowing eyes again as he starts approaching Death Charge. And uh, I think he sees this cat-like creature. Er, yes, my apologies, this cat-like creature. I'm sorry, I know you're mourning Cheetor's inevitable Yeah, path, yeah I, I've got Cheetor's on the he's brain. He's gone, okay? He'll never come yeah. back. Um, we, we then get Optimus That's who appears on the... Cheetors. Yeah. Um, the cat manages to get up on its hind legs and it's sort of like roars a little bit in Depth Charge's face. Um, Optimus shows up, and so this cat starts running off as Optimus transforms, and it's this weird... I don't know where the glow from the sky is coming from here, because the cat is on this big rock, and there's this glowing effect above it. It's the moonlight, I guess. Yeah. And so Optimus is sort of like... He, he's got his eyebrow raised a bit, and squinting in one eye as he sees his cat sort of jump off the rock and head away. Um, Death Charge is now no longer tied up, even though I have no idea when that happened. Um, well, and, you know those 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 cufflinks just dissolved the minute oh, yeah. they turned off. So of course, you know. Uh, he's like, "What was that thing?" Uh, we then cut to black, and then we go back. When we come back into the scene, we've got Rhinox coming out of the base talking to Optimus, who is in his beast form for the first time since the first episode of this season. For no his, reason in particular. His yeah. Gorilla, his gorilla with a chin strap. And a big dome helmet. Looks a little weird. It's the war. It's, it's the thing is, like, first of all, first of all, like, there's not a difference between his robot form and his, and his, uh, and his monkey form, except for the face, basically. Like, well, there, there's no gun. The guns that are normally on his chest are in, are on his back now too. And he's sort of got like these pecs, I guess. You his could posture say. is different too. I, yeah, but it's not a lot. You're it's, right. It, yeah, it's yeah, it, very it, it, small. It, it, it's, it's, it's very like we wanted to make an optimus to turn into vehicles, and then I guess it needs a beast form too. So yeah, here you go. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, like, if you think of previous versions of of Optimus. His first version, 
is it, it's a he's a he's a he's a robot in one of them and he's an animal in the other one. Obviously, like that, you know. So he looks very different, like very different. Like he's got he's got, he's all black and then he's got or blacks and browns and then he's got like a bunch of blue and red and white on his on his robot parts and his when he transforms. Yeah, that makes sense. The, as much as I as much as I don't like Transmetal Optimus, although I actually looked at the toy and he looks way better as a toy than as a I, th- I think it's the eyes in the cartoon. Yeah. And it's the particular shade of blue I think that doesn't work. But mm-hmm. but he's but he goes from being like blue as a as a, as an ape to being more more uh brown and and stuff as a robot like there's a noticeable Sunburst. change yeah. yeah there's there's a noticeable change in this form all everything all of the colors are the same like his face is that is that same is the same sort of palette and and so it's just and, and his hands remain the same and like it's just it, it it's not a he's got a million different forms and they all look the same and that's yeah. just i just i hate it so much yeah, like, there are I've no things the, I, I hate toy. it more than I hated the truce episode. <laughs> Ooh, wow! That's Why are you so mean to Optimal Optimus. He's cool. He's oh my, he's the worst. He's just like you like made a, your points well, and I don't think you're wrong, but I still like it. I was gonna I say know. I feel like you're not objectively wrong or anything. It's all subjective, and your opinion isn't like unfounded or anything. It makes sense. I just disagree because I think he's. Cool. I just, I just like. The the stuff that has happened in season two and season three makes me nostalgic for the truce. I'm just like like there's, oh, there's there are a lot of things that I disliked more than having too much comedy in an episode. Mm-hmm. What was bad about the truce wasn't the comedy. It was the fact that it didn't make any freaking sense. Well, even yeah, with, like yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. The thing was that what was bad about the truce is that it was it was a cool concept. That was executed poorly, and because it didn't take it, because it didn't take itself seriously. Now I've learned my lesson because the rest of the show has taken itself too seriously, and so they, you know, they overcorrected. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's just how it, it's just how it is. I still, I did like this episode, though. I'm being negative, but I liked it. Kendall <laughs> being naked. It's my role. I know. Yeah. Bad um, boy of podcast. <laughs> We don't have a whole lot left, actually, in this episode because um, Rhinox says that they've managed to radio the the others to warn them about the creature, and he's like, "Whatever it is," and Optimus responds with, "Or who?" And Rhinox is like, "What?" And Optimus is like, "Oh, uh, nothing." Um, he's like, "Silverbolt and Black Arachne are combing sector talleries. Uh You join Rattrap in, and then they get a, an alarm. Some spotlights go off, and we see Cheetor, who's not dead. And he's managed like, to drag his barely oh, living corpse back. Yeah. What a surprise. I'm so shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get your hopes up. He's still dying. He's going to be dead. He just managed to use the last of his strength to drag his corpse back to base so that he can get a cool funeral like his Uncle Dinobot did. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Dinobot. So this Hashtag this scene this, this scene Hashtag was, leave no bot behind. This this scene was like was like real I thought it was a really cool twist because yeah. you see you see that he hit the transmetal 2 machine he was in the transmetal 2 machine and he's in bad shape and he's a thing and then you see this cat bot going around and doing stuff and it's like oh that must be the new cheetor he you know he's a thing and then you have his body shows up and it's like what well then what was the that thing and it's yeah. and it's like 
it was a it was a legitimately like I'm legitimately curious about what happens next in a way I think this the the Dinobot clone thing uh like I was I'm legit I was legitimately interested in I I don't know if that came across last week because we were so busy talking about racism and sexism but like I'm I was this is this is the first this this sort of arc is the first time I've been interested in like a in a long in a long long term arc thing. in a continuity thing pretty much for the whole series like I liked I liked the the like mysterious bits and pieces that we got in the first season of continuity mm-hmm. um you, uh, but, you seem you seemed like you liked the kind of like bits of continuity regarding uh, protoform X stuff yeah, yeah, and Protoform X. I see. I don't even think of Protoform X as being continuity. Like I think of that as being a self-contained, uh, like a self-contained ec- episode. That's cool. Yeah, I mean it's cool. I, oh, I mean well, it's a self-contained guess, yeah. episode. I just more mean like the stuff that followed up. Right, right. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, that's true. I did like. I mean, I like depth charge and everything. Yeah, but like that. I think that was. I don't know. Like I didn't like the continuity stuff in season two. I think is. Is definitely like the stuff has turned a corner this season, but uh, but like but like this this I'm like legitimately I guess I guess the difference between the protoform X stuff and and this story arc is the protoform X stuff I was interested in it while it was happening. This is the first time I want to know what happens next. Ooh, <laughs> interesting, cool, cool. Like I was yeah, literally man. I was afraid to read the trivia because I was afraid it would have spoilers in it uh, because Did, I don't um, want to be spoiled. Did I? I don't sure if I mentioned on the episode or not, but I, I, I ended up watching this and the second part uh, before recording today, so I, I do know what happens. But I'm not going to say what happens, obviously. But um, yeah, like, I, 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 if I had watched the last episode or even like the Death Charge episode, which I liked, or like the, the the submarine episode, which I liked, I wouldn't have been like, I need to watch the next step. I would have just been like, okay. But I, I was intrigued enough that I just like okay I'm gonna watch the next one ahead because I will I want to see what happens <laughs> you know so bad so so I, I totally get what Kendall's coming from there oh yeah totally it's a good uh, good uh, two part action oh yeah so, yeah I like, I like this new enough, cheetah so. thing this new cat mm-hmm. thing it's cool I like how it um wrecked everyone's shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so swamp cat. Another another thing about about this episode, and this is why I like Beast Wars better than regular Transformers. Both of the new um, both of the new characters, the 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 mysterious cat and and Dinobot, even when it was first introduced, have that like kind of feral animalistic nature to them that I oh, feel definitely. like I feel like works really well in this. And and you can, I mean, it's the kind of thing that it's just one more thing in the toolbox that is why. The, it's a, it's a story that you can tell in Beast Wars that you can't. I mean, I'm sure that there are stories where some where a a car doesn't know it's a transformer or something, but it, I feel like that that theme works really well of like the like man versus his animal instincts or whatever. Uh, it works really well in this in this Transformers uh, or yeah. in this Beast Wars uh, uh, atmosphere. And then the the other, the one last thing, and I'll, I'll let you guys get to your thoughts on the episode more. The one last thing I wanted to say is I really didn't like this episode when I watched it on Monday, but I really liked it when I watched it tonight. So um, <laughs> if anybody watches Beast Wars at the end of a long week, right before doing a podcast that you know you're going to be sleep deprived and takes you three three and a half hours, um, keep that keep that in mind that you may uh, have not the best opinions of it. 
uh, maybe watch it when you're well rested. Mm-hmm. True. Um, for all the yeah. all the people who listen to this podcast in preparation for making their own Beast Wars rewatch podcast. <laughs> um, to be fair, it could apply to any sort of rewatch podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's good. So from, it's good. Important advice. Sleep is yeah, good. Actually. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And just Sleep generally, very good. just generally, uh, I well, would I would say anybody who makes a rewatch podcast and yeah. you know you listen to how negative I am at times, uh, just be careful of falling into the trap of this is a thing I have to watch every week no matter what. I'm miserable. I have I've overanalyzed this too much, and then be and then letting that negativity go into your review uh, bias your review. Mm-hmm. I should specify, Remember? sleep is necessary. I kind of hate it right now as a concept. <laughs> Remember that, kids. The more you know. Do, 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 do. Um, I just need to take opinion, my own I mean, like, I, I like, I liked, um, I liked it. it's a Cheetor-focused episode. Despite the fact that I was very upset with Cheetor last episode, um, I did like that it was Cheetor-focused. I I liked, I liked the Transmetal 2s. Um, like Kendall was saying, they're like more bestial, and it seems like that's a theme with them. Is that they they're trying to go back to like the animalistic nature of them, while the transmetals were more like a separation of that. It's kind of funny that Optimal Optimus is technically transmetal too, and he's like not that at all. But Dinobot and this newcomer are both inc- are really animalistic, and actually, also- Optimal Optimus is at least in the toys still only classified as a transmetal. Okay, oh. but it's it, it just because he is a second transmetal optimist, so it kind of feels like it's a transmetal too. But no, I totally get what you mean. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, he's just he's transmetal times two because he has four different modes. <laughs> I mean, like if it's it makes it interesting because I would have liked to see a transmetal two optimist then. Ooh, that, that might have been, been black, really yeah, really cool. So I, I don't know how many other transmetal twos we're gonna get, but I do like the. The um the the kind of throwback to the bestial side of things. I will say and, this and, and, isn't the last one, as implied by the fact that the device was not actually destroyed. True, true, and um this one was really capable in its beast form as a combatant as well, which is cool. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, um, overall good up. I think everybody for the most part liked it. Um, I think we have a few questions this week, Jordan. Just a few. Yeah, and then we shall let Casey uh, have her news post. Can we decide like a while ago that we were going to do news post before questions? Oh yes, that's the better way to do it. Yeah, all right, let's do the news. All right, Casey, are you ready? Um, give me just half a second so I can start linking all y'all. Well, why don't we do one question while you do that? Yeah, good idea. Okay. Okay. Start thinking, Lincoln. Um, actually, we do. Uh, we have a a comment from a. I always say the name wrong. Budgigare Commissar? Oh, yes, Commissar. yes. Commissar? Yep. Uh, at at Budgigare Commissar. At not Notovani? Not Vani? I don't know how to say their username. I'm sorry. But it's N-O-T-O-V-N-Y. Anyways, they just wanted to point out, because I, I think we were, because of the things we were going over about Star Trek movies, uh, Galaxy Quest is the even-tempered good Star Trek movie between Insurrection and Nemesis. Yeah. Galaxy Quest. I'd count it. Yeah. I'd count it. I that's, honestly, what, that's how most people count it, so that they can still say that the odd number, even number thing works. <laughs> wait, 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 so oh. Nemesis isn't thought of as a good one? Oh no, people hate Nemesis. That's interesting, because yeah. I, I always... killed the movie franchise. Well, I mean, it was... It didn't kill the movie franchise, it ended it. I mean, it was marketed as the last 
the last mission. Yeah, but it's the reason why we didn't get any Deep Space Nine movies. Oh, did there were going to be Deep Space Nine movies? There were talks. I did not know I that. Would've, That's I would have liked to have seen how they would have back Cisco. They had top men working on it. I want a Deep man. Space Nine movie so bad, but I mean, it's way <laughs> thank, past thank time. You, what, a, what, about the, what about the bottom men? It, you know, they can make stuff, too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, looking back, like, like I, when I revisited all the, all the Star Trek movies uh, a year or two ago, like, I liked, I liked it. I will say, I've not actually verse, seen man. Nemesis, but I have never heard a good word about it up until when you mentioned that you liked it that one that's time. Inter- that's interesting, because I've always heard, I've always people heard people liked it. That's, I mean, people definitely say Galaxy Quest is the thing, uh, but the the thing is, the odd, the odd number, at very least, the odd number, even number thing doesn't work, because uh, Star Trek Beyond was, was garbage. What? No, Star Trek Beyond was good. It was, it was the worst mm-hmm. Star Trek movie. No, the the one before it was worse. Mm. Star Trek Beyond was good. You, uh, you clearly you just have the bad Star Trek taste. <laughs> I think we can all agree though that Insurrection sucked balls. I've yeah. I mean I've sure. I've watched Insurrection <laughs> all the way through, way. but it took me several tries, and I was drunk most of the time. Um, I've also not watched Insurrection, and I don't. You're not In my watching much. of all the Star Trek movies, I've only got up to, uh, uh, what was the Borg one? First Contact. First Contact. Oh, there was a good-ass Star Trek yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's definitely that the best of the, of the TNG movies. Um, For sure. Yeah, no, Insurrection, it was like, if you watch the original series and, like, one of the episodes that the pacing is kind of a little bit slow, if you take that and instead make that if you take that much plot and stretch it over the course of two hours or however long that that movie is, mm-hmm. that's insurrection. Like I like that the, sounds up. Yeah. I like the concept not of good. making the movie. Like it very much. It felt like it felt like a Star Trek episode in in that it was like yeah, it was like stretched. It was like stretched out to be movie length, but but like the concept of they go to uh, they go to a planet where where there's people who figured out how to be eternal life thing and they mess up their they mess up what they got going for them because bad guys uh as opposed to like as opposed to like um something like something like first contact where like they're fighting for the future of human like for the the entire human race the future slash their present yeah yeah Uh, all I know about Insurrection is that Quark was in it. I had a cameo at some point. Yeah, I mean, the huh. thing is, the, and this is why I'm surprised you said the Deep Space Nine. Like the the Insurrection, and then um, and then Nemesis had a lot. Especially Nemesis had like cameos and stuff from Deep Space Nine well, and Voyager characters. Well, I gotta say, I remember in uh, First Contact they had the uh, emergency medical uh, hologram. Right, That's right. So, true, yes. so all those that was all a good those cameo. Films, I liked that. All those films kind of kind of feel like they're even though it's the next generation crew, they feel like they kind of represent all those a wider swath. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, totally. Like I said, I've heard that. I haven't actually looked into it. I may have misheard it. Somewhere. No, I'm sure it's. I mean, I'm sure it's true. But I, that's interesting. I legitimately didn't know that that that, uh, that ten was was thought of as being being bad. Um, but yeah, uh, but. Uh, 
Galaxy Quest is a good movie. I think that some people do say that Galaxy Quest is the best Star Trek movie. <laughs> I still need to watch that one. I've been looking forward to it, but I just haven't gotten around to it because I want to watch that it. That would make like a good TV. bonus video episode. Ooh. It would be, probably. <laughs> I'd have a good excuse to watch it. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's it's really good. It's really good. Oh my god, and we'd have to have Luke on because it's got Tim Allen in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good excuse to get Luke on the show. Yep. Alright. So news Casey, post. Do you have, yeah, do you have your news post. I forget if there was a question we no, got. It was, just, it was just a comment. Yeah, oh, it was okay. a I, could, I, was, I, I thought we just got really off track. <laughs> no, no. Did you get the news post ready, yeah. huh? Oh yes, I uh, I did. <laughs> I just got distracted by all this Star Trekery. <laughs> Star Treachery. Ooh, Star Treachery. But to be oh, fair, maybe. Casey, uh, well, even though I liked, movie. even though I liked the um, second, the second Abrams movie more than the third one, I think all three of the Abrams movies are not very good. So I would agree with you on that one. <laughs> like, I mean, the first Abrams movie is definitely the strongest of the three, and the I and, would also agree with that. And uh, and and none of them are necessarily what I want. Yeah. It's funny how I only got into Star Trek a few years ago, like a little, I think it was either a little bit before or a little bit after the first Abrams movie, because I was dating somebody who was a big Star Trek nerd at the time. And she got me hooked. I will, there I is. will say, I will say like, if you, if you like the old timeline, then there are, there are good Star Trek novels and just like go on any list and look at the best five Star Trek novels and they're all really good. Um, the, I mean, yeah. the ones that are good. I gotta I say, I'm sure there are plenty that are bad, but I mean, that's the case with any expanded universe. Yeah, and shit. the Star Trek, like, like you think you think the Star Wars expanded universe is big. Imagine if the Star Wars expanded universe started 30 years before, and oh, they were Jesus. putting out books constantly during that whole time. But yeah, uh, Prime Directive for the original series, and Imzadi for Next Generation, and... Uh, Q, I think it's called Q, Q squared. Uh, those are those are my three those are my three recommendations for uh, for or Q squared is also obviously next generation. Those are my three I'm recommendations just, for Star for Star Trek. Movies. I'm gonna say one thing about the first Abrams movie, and then we're moving on to the news post because <laughs> I gotta get to bed soon. Um, the one scene that made the film for me was them lifting up from the rings of Saturn. And having that score playing, that it was, if there was to be that sort of a scene in a Star Trek movie, that's how I wanted it done because it looked amazing, and just having that score in the background of it just made that scene for me. Like I have watched that on YouTube so many times now. I mean, it has, yeah, it has its moments, but I mean, it's no, yeah. it's not, it's just not on the level of of some of the. It's no first contact. Yeah, it's no first contact. Yeah. No, it's no. no Wrath of Khan. It's it's maybe on the level of like Star Trek the Motion Picture. Yeah. Anyway. News post. News post. Well, first up this week we have some uh, gnarly new images of the SDCC exclusive Optimus Prime and Shredicus Maximus. I'm looking at it. it looks pretty cool. I have linked in Skype. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, the images oh, yeah. in oh, question. Sorry, Honestly, what we every. Every time you say Shredicus Maximus, I feel like you need that gu guitar riff. <laughs> yeah, the images, box. I know, it's such a cool box. The image is in question to show off the figure and its exclusive skateboarding accessories and stuff, you know, like we've mm -hmm. seen before. 
hoverboard. There's also some comparison sauce of it with the original retail version of that particular oh, toy. yeah. As well as a couple of previous uh, G1 versions of Black Optimuses that weren't Nemesis Primes. Yeah. Like, like there was uh, this Japanese one that's like called like Gal- that Galaxy Quest Convoy. Because we were just talking about Galaxy <laughs> Quest. <laughs> it's like it's Galaxy. Oh, Sun. it was it was the um, yeah, it was a Nucleon Quest Super Ginrai, and it that was so that it was a black version of Power Master Optimus. Yes, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it was all the Star Trek throwing me off. <laughs> I like the instructions. They have that in this here. I like. Yeah, that. I like that too. Yeah, the instructions in have some uh, fake uh, Cybertronian skateboarding trick names. I did not see that. Let me see. Uh, Null oh Ray Ray, Shin Scream, Prodigon, Primo Grind, or Primo Grind, I guess, Ollie Ollie Maximus, Kawo <laughs> Prima, uh, 360 Diz, Rockabye Prime, and Hostela Maximo. What does skateboarding have to do with Transformers? Awesome. Well, it's a crossover promotional item. Primitive is a uh, skateboard company. Yeah. and they're That's, ma- like, they're that's, as du- that's dumber than Valvoline's crossover. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, it is not dumber think, than Valvoline's crossover because this, this one transforms and looks cool as hell. Yeah, I mean, like, it's obvious. Uh, probably what happened is that someone over at Primitive is just a big Transformers fan and just, like, was like, I want to use some Transformers. Yeah, yeah, I guess. What's wrong with that? Like, yeah, good for them. Right, they're skateboarding's dumb. They're a cool thing. Skateboarding's what? dumb. Jeez. Well, well you know what's not dumb? You want to know what's not dumb? What's not dumb? These, what these images show off that we didn't know before is that you can combine all the skateboarding things like the ramps and the rails into a fucking rail gun. So oh, good. Yeah, right. Rail gun. I know. I can't get over that. It's the best thing. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. This basically that took me over the edge of oh hey maybe I'll try and get this or something to I'm going to actively try to get this if by some remote chance, I can get it on there before it sells out. That's Maybe. awesome. Oh, so cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember having one of those Action Master uh, Transformers toys that had a skateboard, and it was not as cool as this. No. I, yeah, there was one that did was had a skateboard, but I cannot for the life of me think of which one. <laughs> I remember Kicker had a hoverboard. Yep. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, Kicker. <laughs> I, and as I said uh, before we started recording, uh, there's that one image uh, where the ramp and accessories are with are on top of uh, Optimus in his in his com- uh, trailer truck mode. So basically, uh, you could do you can do sick tricks while moving down the down the road on a tra- uh, trailer just truck, just like Tony Hawk would do. Oh, yep. you know, how, how do we? If we're talking about hoverboards, and I mentioned Optimus Prime having a hoverboard. What's wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, just just saying, if any of you are at SDCC and can pick one of those up for me, I'd pay for the shipping and also the toy, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of it's funny, I was, I was on a Totally Reprise episode recently and I had to describe Beast Wars and it sounded so batshit insane. I'm <laughs> 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 always just like, um, okay. And I'm explaining about like jetpack cheetahs and hoverboard gorillas and... <laughs> <laughs> That was really funny. Anyways, up next, uh, Forge to Fight has received another movie character, this time being the refrain of the fallen incarnation of Megatron. 
At least he has that giant axe arm thing. I video. Blade arm thing. He's just... I'm still trying to get Soundwave. I mean, it's like... It's nothing wrong with the character. It's just just not like... I would have liked something more obscure than this, like, oh, it's just another Megatron. I would have liked the one from the most recent movie. I loved the design from that one. Yeah? I haven't seen that one yet, so... We'll get on it so we can get to the bonus episode. Well, how... You know what? I don't, I, I don't have it in theaters here. I don't know what we're going to do with that, but yeah. Be like a Decepticon and watch. Was it up with a link? Extinction that had like the little nanobot craziness. Uh, yeah, that was the one where he was Galvatron. Yeah, well, no, I, not Galvatron, but I was thinking like, what, what was the one that they were trying to say were better than Bumblebee, and then he kicked the crap out of it because he was mad at it. Uh, but I just think I just think in game doing uh, some of its moves where it could, where it does the nanobot transformations would actually be kind of cool to see. Mm-hmm. Like some some of the special attacks of it just basically doing the flow into different forms would be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, no, I mean this is all good, fine and good. But I, to be honest, I still haven't played Forge to Fight yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've I've been having fun with it. I mean, I just. There's lots of things to play, yeah. and oh, yeah, also, I just started Breath of the Wild last night. Nice. Well, well, not last night, it was last night when I, you guys were recording, the, so on Sunday. When, like once been... you um, get more into uh, Breath of the Wild, you should check out the Book of Medora, where they talk about it. I know, I would have started it, but it was like, literally, oh wait, I don't want to get spoiled, so no. Yeah, you should not, watch, you should not listen to that. <laughs> If you plan on playing Breath of the Wild and want to enjoy the story from the game, I was game. gonna say because yeah, I'm getting into it, so I think I will hold off on that one. My my copy of Breath of the Wild is arriving tomorrow uh, from Amazon, and uh, but I am so I just have to get to the point where I rage quit Dark Souls, and then I will do it. Today <laughs> I was like I was like okay, I'm gonna play for another half hour. If I don't beat this boss, I'm never playing any more Dark Souls, and then I fucking beat the boss. Made Ooh, me so job. mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, grads, I guess you know. Kendall, me and you can be—we can be Breath of the Wild buddies. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's not much else to say on that. But speaking of the movies, we also have some more big casting news for the Bumblebee movie. Oh. Most notably, Jorge Lendenborg Jr. will be playing the male lead of the film alongside the already announced star Haley Steinfeld. Might recognize Jorge from Spider-Man: Homecoming, where he played Jason, not the Power Ranger. Jason. I don't remember I there being a character named Jason. I have. To be honest, I didn't yet. either. But I mean, there were a lot of characters in that movie. Yeah. Hmm. He must not have been that important. Do you have like? Oh, yeah. If you look him up, you'll recognize some sort of maybe or not. Jorge, tell me, tell me how to spell this whole name. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'll copy and paste how to spell it into. But come on, mouse. Cooperate with Don't be a rat. Crap. There you go. Thank you. When I say you'll recognize him, I mean you probably won't because he probably wasn't a very big character, but hey, it was relevant. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, he was um, he was on the news. He was one of the news kids. Oh. On the TV for the, for the news. Yeah, he was hitting on uh, Betty Brand. Yeah, I don't remember what character he was supposed to be, though. Well, he was supposed to be Jason. He was Jason. <laughs> okay, so I, I mean, like, well, I guess he was an original character for Homecoming, then, because I don't remember that being a character. In, like, yeah, original Omic character, oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, there was a Jason that became Hobgoblin, actually, wasn't there? Uh, I... No, you're thinking of... Uh... You're thinking of Ned Leeds. 
I'm not thinking of yeah. dead leads. There's more than we one. Did. There's like five different yeah. hobgoblins, guys. Don't forget about <laughs> the demo goblin. We've had that conversation before. <laughs> I, I, I know that Ned Leeds was, was Hobgoblin now. I'm just saying that there was a lot of Hobgoblins. I think the one that was in um, the animated series might have been named Jason, actually. Uh, I'm going to look it up. So it's uh, so it Jason that he played, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Jason. Not, the Power, not the Power Ranger. Not the no. Power Ranger or the Power yep. Ranger. Jason McIndale, around the time when the Rose and Hobgoblin right. plan no, got out right. of hand. Kingsley wanted to ah. escape his identity. Yeah, That's but I, right. I do it. The fashion man. Ah, so so it's Jason McIndale. That's who they are. Okay. Or wait, is Jason McIndale the fashion man? I mean, Jason McIndale. And I'm not sure if the Jason in Homecoming is Jason McIndale. I'm just oh. saying there is a Jason in well, Spider-Man I mean, comics you, plus Hobgoblin. And to be fair, in Hobg- oh, no, Homecoming, it's, it's not clear what lots of people's last names are. Spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> I just remembered, Roger Kingsley was the fashion man who was the hobgoblin. Jason McIndale was the next one after that. Alright, so we have any uh, any other news there, Casey? Yes, we do. Sorry, I got distracted by Spider-Man minutia. I think Jason was the one in the animated series, yeah. Are you sure? I thought it was the fashion man. Well, maybe it was both. Maybe it was the... Maybe it was. Uh, who cares? This is, they used this his is not name. Spider-Man maybe. the animated series rewatch yeah. podcast. <laughs> Anyways... No, yeah, good to see more young non-white movie stars moving up the ladder. Yes, that is yeah, very cool. Yay! Uh, was really good for that, actually. There's a ton of uh, diversity in that movie, and I really liked it. Anyways, additional newly announced cast members include Jason Drecker, Abby Quinn, Rachel Crow, Ricardo Hoyos, and Gracie Dezieni. Uh, I don't know who any of those people are. According to Marvel Animated Wikia, the... Hobgoblin in animated series was Jason Philip McIndale. Huh. Anyways, but yeah, the movie will also be shooting exclusively in California. A big change from all that globe trotting that they did in the last night. Yeah. And because of this, the film will be receiving a massive twenty-two million dollar tax credit, which is the largest tax rate ever given to a film by this kind of program. Oh wow! I'm I'm excited for like a maybe a, a hopefully a more close to home. Like concealed well, I mean, transformers story. I really hope <laughs> it's probably um, going to be oh. the Spider-Man Homecoming of Transformers movies. That'd be oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it was, that'd actually be pretty great. Anyways, I just, but yeah, no, I mean, be nice to get a tax break like that here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Warren Beast, get a tax break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, technically, we don't pay taxes. Just give Warren us a break. Because Warren Beast is not a limited liability corporation. Just give us a break <laughs> on our taxes. Although if we did incorporate, we would be, by default, a multinational corporation, I guess. Interesting. Because yeah. <laughs> we'd have to... Audio, audio entropy definitely would be. Yeah. I'll almost try to link the next thing in in a uh, Discord instead of Skype. <laughs> Just some random Discord. <laughs> Anyways... Next up, we have a uh, new third-party... Uh, oh, it's so cute! It's a little... <laughs> yeah, it's a Be- Beast Gorilla Jr. add-on figure for uh, the Beast oh Gorilla, which we went over the other time. <laughs> Optimus holding it is, like, so cute! It's like, there, my son. Everything the light touches is yours. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so anyways, this is a very That's tiny so little, uh, like, a... Uh, to an axe? Like, for lack of a better term, like a little, like, Target Master kind of dude for the Beast Guerrero figure that I uh, showed you all the other time. 
Oh, yeah. oh, I love it so much. And it, like, it's like a, it's a little tiny uh, optimal optimist gorilla that can turn into an axe or sword or gun. <laughs> That's kind of and cool. he's so tiny mm. and cute. Wait, wait, wait! No, it's not two of them. There's it's two Beast of them. Curry Red Junior. Well, I think this one just has like they bought two of them, and so that they could have both the axe and the gun and the sword at the same time. Are you time. sure? Because he looks like he could put both of them on his back too. Like, uh, but they also look functionally exactly the same. So I mean, like, yeah, true. And there are pictures of him with two of the beast mode ones. Yes. Because yes. he's breaking up a, si- a fight between his sons. <laughs> I know, his sons. That or he's refereeing a fight between his I, sons. I, I thought they were... No, playing. no, I think... I don't know. He, he looks like he's pointing a, 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 a dad finger kind of thing. Like, you know, now you too. Yeah, yeah you're I right, suppose. probably. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm sure Kendall is very excited <laughs> to get more figures for his favorite incarnation of Optimus Primal. We have to, we well, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a monkey's paw because it's like I want I'm always for like more Beast Wars crap, but like not for that. <laughs> is Optimal Optimus even a Beast Wars character? I don't even know. Yes, he is. Shame Obviously, he is. Beast shame. I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, no like we wouldn't we wouldn't call Starscream a Beast Wars character, but he was like he was on Beast Wars. Wars. Like, okay, yeah, but he originated a different show. Like Optimus Primal has only been in Beast Wars and and Beast Machines, and then like maybe a few cameo versions of him in different shows. But like that's all he's been in. So of course he's a Beast Wars character. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, Kendall. Here's a character I mean, he had, for this show. I don't he had think Optimus Prime show, spark but they're not a, a Beast while. Wars character. He had Optimus Prime spark for a while. It doesn't matter. He, he was introduced on the show, Does and he only appears on the show. Is season oh three God. even canon? I'm done. I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, you too. All right, Casey, do we have anything else? Uh, nothing as of as such. There's okay. a lot of shit popping off because I just realized because today's recording on Wednesday, today is the start of, uh, SDCC preview night, but nothing yeah. big. Oh, yet. Right. Yeah, nothing. But I'm sure there'll be plenty for uh, for next ep- week's episode. Oh, I imagine so. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I just realized I had a question that I was actually going to ask y'all when this was just going to be a news post, but I'll just ask it now because it actually ties into all the Spider-Man talk we've been having. <laughs> <laughs> and this, sure. uh, yes. anyways, considering this episode's 1999 release date. Do you think any of this plot arc was inspired by the infamous Clone Saga from the 90s Spider-Man comics? It's certainly plausible that the writers might have been influenced by this huge comic event. Megastron sure does have a hard-on for cloning Dinobot. Should Megatron change his beast mode into a bizarrely green jackal? Is Dinobot 2 the cane of this show? Does that mean he'll show up in Beast Machines and adopt a hummingbird transformer? (laughs) Good question. I mean, yeah, maybe like they were like, "Hey, clones are in. Let's talk about clones." Yeah, I think like, clones were kind of in in the nineties yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah they think, were. Yeah, clones. Clones were definitely a thing in in the. I 90s. mean, look at all the nineties movies about clones. Yeah, Multiplicity. I mean, yeah. Also, I also, I'll throw out there. Uh, you could just say they were just cloning clones. <laughs> um. I'll, I'll throw out there, uh, I went through a while where I was attempting to collect the entire Clone Saga uh, oh, Spider-Man Lord, comics. Oh, that's a lot. Um, 
I did get like the bulk of it. I think I kind of I got to the point where I like had so many of them. I have like a three quarters size box uh, that is that is uh, that is full of, of the issues. And you know what? I although I think I would have hated it when it was coming out just because of the nature of there were five Spider-Man books and they were like <laughs> literally like like it was like part one was in amazing part two was in spectacular part three was in spec sensational mm. part four was in unlimited and part five was in spider-man spider-man like I, I had to explain that to someone like last friday about like they're like why is that book called spectacular spider-man it's amazing spider-man isn't it? like well there's web of peter parker spider-man peter parker spider-man like yeah, sensational like, <laughs> spider-man spectacular spider-man there's so many fucking spider-man books so crossovers <laughs> do that sort of thing it's not when it's that many books, it's kind of yeah. Which well, even like not crossovers, like like during like a uh, Civil War, there was like three different Spider-Man books. Right, right, yeah, yeah. There'll be multiple. There'll be multiple books running. Um, and then I think when like Dan Slott first started his run, uh, they got rid of all the different titles, but they made Amazing Spider-Man come out like twice a month. Uh, so so what it was is uh, when Brand New Day started, uh, which was um, it was not. Dan Slot. It wasn't Dan Slot's run, but he was like one of the. It was a rotating creative team. Oh, I uh, thought they, he was the starter of Brandy Day. My bad. So he he. I think he wrote the first arc, but he was like he was heavily he was heavily involved creatively. But it was a it was more of a rotated a rotating team, and they can't. It came out three times a month, uh, and it was and they canceled all the other books. So it was just amazing, and it was three times a month. Um, yeah. Then when Dan better- Slot. When Dan Slott became the full-time writer on it, that's when they switched it to twice a month. And and but he was but it was with a consistent creative team. Okay, so that's pretty close. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, like the thing was the thing was with the Clone Saga, like like the fact that it was for like three years, you had to read every single Spider-Man book in order to get the whole story. Or, I mean, like in order yeah. to get like a compre- a a story that makes sense, as opposed to. Like once every six months, you've got it. One month out of the six months, you've got to buy the big crossover for the year, which is more more like what it is. Like that would be miserable. Uh, but the individual storylines of the Ben Riley stories and and uh, and and, uh, and and everything, uh, it's it's pretty good. Uh, they they First came out you're with, saying is it reads better in trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which which is weird because trades weren't really a thing back then. But they did come out with uh, with like. The complete Clone Saga, uh, like these like obnoxiously large volumes, um, <laughs> and I would I would recommend those. Or if you have uh, Marvel Unlimited, I would recommend uh, just just read P- uh, Spider Man: The Lost Years is is one of my favorites. Uh, is one of my favorite uh, stories. It's 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 basically it's Ben Riley, uh, the cl- the clone who is the clone or isn't the clone. I don't know. Uh, it's sort of his story um, in the lost years, like when he's like traveling across America, getting chased by Kane. Um, okay, let's speak of stuff. which. I'd this also is great Spider-Man like, talk. Let's move on. Oh, you can say West Wing. Recommendation Day. that you should read the uh, Kane incarnation of Scarlet Spider. That was a good good book. Also, the new incarnation of Scarlet Spider is really good. Oh yeah, the uh, one that's Kane. That's that's what I was talking. No, about. no, the new incarnation, the one that's back oh, to Ben Riley, the, okay, the Peter David that. book. It's uh, Anyways, it's been really good. That's yeah. enough Spider-Man talk. Yes. What do we got? Uh... Well, hmm. uh, it's we could do. There's only like a few, but I. But knowing us, we might actually get 
into uh let's do, let's do one so question yeah let's and we're gonna do... and then we'll, we'll save them for next week yeah, yeah we're, we're running up we're running so, a little late yeah. listeners sorry <laughs> greg's getting tired so sleepy boy so uh who would have thought that wielding five pounds of steel would make me so tired that's what so, she uh, said <laughs> oh lord i think so we made I that was... joke yesterday yes we did <laughs> yeah so ideas girl or uh aka at what is cosplay asked uh if the beast wars were in the universal monster movie universe who would be each monster uh i'm gonna answer rhinox first uh i think he would be dr jekyll and mr hyde oh i think that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good one con. yeah oh yeah I, totally so depth charge would well. be jaws um and uh <laughs> and, and tarantulas would be doc brown um <laughs> That's not a horror movie. Optimus would be uh, the earthquake. Like the you're talking about like the monsters from Universal from Universal Studios, right? From the rides at Universal Studios. I think they meant the movies. The classic movie monsters. I think we. I mean, I think like I don't know why, but I I feel like Cheetor would be the werewolf. You know, werewolf. Yeah. Oh, they're doing. They're doing what? Um, And uh, uh. yeah, Obviously, like Dinobot would be Frankenstein's monster. Uh, I guess it's not actually a universal monster, but like Optimus Prime's King Kong. I'm sorry, Optimus Prime. <laughs> oh, King that King works. Kong. Well, I mean, he's literally loosely based on King Kong, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, no, uh, Depth Charge would be the Gill Man from Creature from the Back of the Lagoon. Yeah, totally. He even kind of looks like I'm him. To, I'm trying to think of a good one for Black Arachnia. The Mummy. Well. Is that just because the new ones that? Uh, oh no, I was going for because like spider oh, webs, spider, like spider webs, and the rat thing. Yeah, there you go. I I kind of okay. feel like Black Arachne would be the bride of Frankenstein because of her origins uh, with. Uh, that's, uh, that works pretty good too. Oh, I'm into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I because so I mean because be Frankenstein because because tarantulas it's it's he, she's the bride of tarantulas and then uh and then somebody is tarantulas's monster. I don't know. So. So tarantulas is like Doctor Frankenstein, and yeah, okay. So oh, and Silverbolt is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde because he used to be a Predacon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but so did Rhinox. Yes, and I, I, I mean, I actually I was thinking about uh, you're saying that like who would be his monster would be Inferno because Inferno is technically kind of made by tarantulas too a little bit, not really. It works. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Well, because uh, like when he was like working on him with um, Black Arachnia there, right? Yeah, and Rat Trap would be uh, the Hunchback. Yeah, be- because they considered the Hunchback w- one of the Universal monsters, and even though he's not a monster, a of- he's just he's just a guy. And usually <laughs> they would, it would, and usually when the when a Hunchback would show up in a crossover Universal monster movie, it wouldn't even be the same Hunchback; it would be a different one each time. I don't know said anything to have about Universal monsters. And Scorponok would be the Invisible Man. Oh. <laughs> what be Jordan, that's no, a no, really good is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> Jordan is a funny boy. <laughs> every, every once in a while, I get I get a nice streak going. All right. Well, that's it for today, beasties. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good to say. Um, I was say that, you know that pretty much answered that question. Yeah. I think that got uh, it. Who... Uh, who wants to, I guess, Jordan plug first? Okay. Um, Taking the reins so, from you, but here, Greg, because you're tired. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Uh, 
I'll plug uh, Darren Husted's uh, still doing the prints track by track. Uh, they're up to the fourth album con- controversy now. Uh, by by the time this is coming out, uh, you know, like I said, like he he does a really good work. You know, uh, goes into really in depth the story behind most of the, of the song, the album, and they and break down the song itself. So it's it's a really interesting read. Uh, and also Jesse Cooper's Curio Cast uh, podcast and Corium. Yep. <laughs> uh, there. Uh, I think I suggested they do a deep dive. I'm not sure if they're going to uh, do. Like they they said, it sounded like a good idea. So if it, if they are going to do it, I'll let folks know when it's coming up. Cool. A deep dive of what? Uh, random sampling of when they do deep dives. They basically someone takes like gives them a topic, and they'll like do like a real like research and, and articles and stuff about them. And I want to save I want to save it for if it if they do it. It's oh, okay. Just I thought, surprised. Okay, okay. I thought you just <laughs> forgot to say what it was. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, Greg, How you plug. You oh, uh, <laughs> Greg, arbitrarily <laughs> plug next. Well, because I usually plug after Jordan, and I'm yeah. taking the reins. So, Greg, you go. <laughs> As always, audio entropy. Uh, like I mentioned last week, we had a couple of new podcasts that have come out. Uh, new episode of Less Place came out earlier this week. Um, gosh, I'm trying. I gotta try and get some more videos of my. Uh, uh, Gumdo, especially because I'm I'm starting to practice with an actual sharp sword now. Uh, I was cutting cucumbers last night and actually did a good job on one of them. It was sort of one of those really cool moments where I cut through it and I thought I might have missed it. And another student thought I missed it. And then my instructor poked it and it fell over. So it was like Yeah, pretty much. Of course, then the very next cucumber, I managed to like flub it all together and make it explode. So yeah, but well, I'm yeah, I had one badass Cut it so hard that it explodes. Yeah, obviously um, we need to get you that uh, big old uh, Optimus Prime sword replica from those from the video. So have you cut through things with that? Where can yeah. you find your videos, Greg? Um, you can find my videos. I'm on. I do have YouTube. It's uh, Greg C M U N. Uh, but I'll probably try and start posting some more stuff here soon and also posting on Twitter as well. So, awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, Kendall. Uh, so you can find everything I do at kendallcast.ninja. Um, I don't remember if I've done anything of note lately. Uh, podcasts and video game reviews and things. Uh, oh, I'm going to – there's a poll list. We did a poll list episode uh, last week that I need to post uh, where we – Talked about some comic books and uh, and it did a little review of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Also, follow me on Twitter at k hallman k h a l m a n. Um, mostly, it's just links to uh, stuff like that I do, like mostly to Kendallcast. But uh, occasionally, I do tweet, and uh, it makes me feel better when people follow me. Aww. Aww. Follow Kendall, guys. Kendall, your fucking follows. <laughs> <laughs> Lady K, you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me on a uh, on Twitter at Lady K Hirsch. You can find me on Tumblr at uh, cutestprincesstumblr.com. Uh, Very good URL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to also plug... Uh, 
Jesse Cooper's CurioCast podcast Emporium. <laughs> Double plug. <laughs> because I, uh, after having uh, certain people plug it so many times, I finally actually started listening to those podcasts, and I've binged through the entirety of Turn to Page and the entirety of Alphabet Flight. Nice. Yeah, I really well, dig into those. I've been saying I've, I've been going to listen to those forever. Thank yeah, they're both that. very good. Also, they were really nice because I sent them a tweet telling them that one of their older episodes in one of the books they were reading it had a rude slur in it, and they didn't seem to notice. And they immediately went back and edited the out of the podcast entirely. I love it when they're like that and not just like, get over it. I hate yeah, no. It was very but, nice, and it made me happy, and it made me feel very good. Because I always yeah. like, it's nice to feel like people don't just not give a shit about translates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, How about you, Em? What do you think? <laughs> well, thank you, Greg. Um, you can get my art at uh, Tumblr. Dot, 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 com. I totally fucked that up. <laughs> um, I, did, I don't think I've, I've done anything recently. I don't know. I'm doing something. I'm working on something right now, though. So probably be up by the time this uh, episode's out. And you can follow. You also catch my art on Twitter at This Is Emeralds on Instagram, This Is Emerald, and my YouTube where I do gameplay, which I haven't updated in a while. But I'm planning on getting there stuff out there soon. So This Yay. Is Emeralds or the M content. <laughs> and there is other stuff in the, the works. Uh, I know we sort of hinted at it last episode keep um, hinting at it and i want to know what it is <laughs> i'm i'm not sure i don't even know what it is. you you know what it is why you were on it i'm confused now Dory, Dory, and greg's just hinting it's even the fact that we suggest that emily might know about it is a too much of a spoiler <laughs> but yes um as soon as we because it's, it's not actually Oh, uh, that, that thing. I yes, know what that, that is. <laughs> the YouTube thing. Oh, the podcast thing. <laughs> Way to spoil it, Em. Not spoiler. You said it was a YouTube. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it is coming. I got I to gotta check to see when that will be. Uh, but as soon as it's online, I will make sure that uh, we post it, that we uh, tweet about it and post it on the I, Facebook. I, I have a direct line to who, who the person who's taking care of that, so maybe I should ask them. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been another week. We're, we've got the, the first part of the two-parter down. Uh, the Return of Dinobot is here. So there you go. So until next week, I have been great. <laughs> I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I'm Kendall. I'm Casey. Let's roll, folks. (laughs) (laughs) So bad.